Fight! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a wonderful edition of the Frankensteiner Franken Culture Pod Wrestling Podcast. As always, I am your host, Martin. Thank you for joining us. I'm joined by Cliff, the big red dog, who just went to an indie wrestling show. It's been a yeah. while since he's been at a live show. How does it how does it make you feel, Cliff? Or do you feel rejuvenated and alive? You know, it's it's funny because this is actually my second wrestling show ever, and my first one was uh, WWE SmackDown in oh. Worcester, Massachusetts. So coming to watch uh, WCF uh, wrestling in Baltimore, yeah, it was it was awesome. It gives cheap me hope that there's yeah, <laughs> cheap plug. Uh, it gives me a lot of hope to know that you know, like wrestling is always trending in a good direction, even if WWE is doing what WWE does. Mm. So I definitely had a lot of fun. And there's like a lot of young kids in this promotion that go, I just, I hope to see them, whether it's like with uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling or even like Ring of Honor, I just hope to see them in that category because hey, there's some talented kids that are in this promotion that I hope to see them go big. Things we wish we could do if we could go back in time and change our childhood. Right. I would totally be a wrestler. Ah, and uh, before I forget, and as always, we have the high as a kite, always a delight, the Chewbacca. Really? Yep. <laughs> that was good. I, 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 I mean, it was great. I love that I got that tag because I just woke up, but still. High yeah. as a kite, always a delight, the Chewbacca. I do enjoy that, though. I do enjoy that. That is probably going to... It's going to be trademarked by me. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I want that on a shirt for me. Ah. Yes. Anyways, hi everybody. I am back. Yay. I'm back from a little break. Had to so, get some shit. Didn't started. really miss didn't miss a whole lot, but this week there was a lot of a lot of news. Uh let's just get right into it. There's a lot of stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, before before we deep deep dive into this, mm-hmm. I have to say Mm-hmm. I was at at the WCF show, right? Mm-hmm. I got stopped. Cheap plug. And mm-hmm. Another cheap plug. I got stopped, and uh, one of the guys was like, "Aren't you? Aren't you from Franken Culture?" <gasps> and I was like, "No." And uh, yeah. So like, no. apparently, yeah, because um, so I guess Chris, uh, Justin, Chris Idol, <laughs> let uh, a couple people know that I was gonna like show up, and <gasps> yeah, getting stopped by like. Getting stopped by like four or five people and asked, "Oh yeah, I listened to your podcast last week, and I listened to the week before that. We listened to all your shows." I was like, "Oh snap! Go! So Yay! <laughs> Shout the fire! Hi people! Hello everybody! Hey. I really like you, even though I never met you. I'd give you a hug if I could." You know what? It's funny. just we need just not to interrupt, but kind of something. You know, you you have this apparel thing, yo. Make us like a Frankensteiner slash serotonic shirt. I totally rep like with Frankensteiner, Franken culture on the front, and then serotonic's logo on the back. Do Definitely, it. I can. I can. Do. So, one other thing that was kind of funny was, and this is gonna this is gonna tap somebody's ego, but um, they're like, "Yo, we listen to your show." 
and we really like the content that Julie puts out. <gasps> Yo! Really? Yeah. Oh, that made me so I excited. Thank you, people that listen. <laughs> Thank you, people. Y'all are nice. I would high five you if I could, but I am here in uh, Metro Detroit, so. High five you from afar. High five from afar, bitch. I, I take that personally, even though it was Julie's name, I take that personally as well because, you know. I oh, really, yeah. I, I really do think that Julie does contribute a lot and everything, and I wouldn't have brought her on. I appreciate that I, so much. I appreciate that because I know Julie works hard to write down, take notes, and everything else like that, so. Try to work when I can. I let you guys know. Yes. If I don't feel that I can put out my best, I make sure that I let people know because I don't feel like I should give anything better than, you know, if I'm not talkative as fuck, it doesn't work. I'm sorry. Like, I know you call me paragraph Julie, but bitch, if it's (laughs) dead, dead air sucks. So just saying, like, I like my paragraph ass. So, honest, though, it, is, it is cool it is very cool that people literally are listening to your content and, and you know, you. you're hearing it you're hearing about it that thank people, you people. people really like it so appreciate it thank you Clive. thank you for letting me know that i wanted thank to give you, you that yeah you. <laughs> i wanted to give you that that's awesome appreciate I it thank you everybody can dig it can dig it so now that we have paragraph julie i need to find yeah. some like words thesaurus to have like a nickname paragraph section oh. informational piece <laughs> something i'll figure Where's it out it? I'll, I'll, I'll bust out the uh, you you threw the you know you you no we're not we didn't say all of the greatest words were going to be in this paragraph i can okay. figure it out trust yeah. me we'll figure right. it out all right cool all Go right ahead. so cool thanks that thanks again to everyone who listens to us to shout out if you see cliff and julie out and about and everything else like that harass them ask them for autographs you know just don't stop where they live that's great oh yeah please don't <laughs> <laughs> I bet ain't got time for that. <laughs> so, no <time>. right in, <laughs> Cliff's got a little time. <laughs> um, so, big news from this week is that there were a couple of releases. Uh, the ones that are not so shocker ha- were Ty Dillinger, because he asked for his release last week. Yeah. Granted. And then uh, one that we knew that was coming for a while was Hideo Itami that he had asked for a while. He was off TV, had his farewell match. You know, there was videos of him saying goodbye. That finally broke. Uh, The first big one came in the morning uh, yesterday, I do believe. And that was uh, Arn Anderson. Yeah. Which um, he's been with the company since WWE uh, bought out WCW. He was always uh, in a backstage role. Uh, 20 years. So he's had a long career. Uh, I'm kind of indifferent with Arn leaving because well, he's been so instrumental with so many good projects and everything like that. And he's always been like stable, not really crazy. Um, right. But at the same well, time, it's like, you know, your time is up. You know, you're old. Go retire. Go relax. You well, know, there, was that, there was a little rumor because there was that article that was floating about about how um, – they want to do a shake-up and the producers and everything, so that was kind of expected. However, I'm really, and WWE, I hope you fucking hear this, I hope you fucking hear this hard, I am disappointed as fuck that they did not, before he left, use Art Anderson to manage or do something with the revival. It pissed me off beyond anything. If any 
tag team could have utilized Arn Anderson being with the company. Specifically that tag team. I would have loved, at least before they left, they would have done something with him and the revival. But no, WWE is the kill of dreams. Or even, you know, it's this, mon- this Monday is Ric Flair's 70th birthday. Okay, they better, like, flare up with, Thank you. with Flair time. I, mean, I guess he did, they did a... Uh, something, um, something, I don't know. I know they did, like, a... I think I was reading it, actually. Let me double check, because I don't want to put out fake news. But, like, so... And my, my problem, though, was, is, yes, this the 70th you know, 70th birthday of Ric Flair, and then you could have cut Arn Anderson, like, one week later, or that d- same week, right. but at least have him on the show until until that point, because it's like, it's like a slap in the face, man, because he was the enforcer for Ric Flair for such a long time, and then <sighs> you mean to tell me that you'd be like, oh, nope, you're done, sorry, we're, right. we want you four days later for, for this well, big, well. momentous event that we're going to throw. I, I think it's just, you know, they're trying to get all their, I, without even thinking about that, they're thinking it probably from a money standpoint. Um, yeah. Q, Q4 just ended. They're in the, they're, they're just starting up. I do believe probably Q1 a little bit. So they're trying to get, you know, all their ducks in a row right before Q1 and before Mania. So they want to make, you know, get all the new people in. Um, I do know with him leaving, and I think there's, there's also speculation about, Gold Dust, because he was a producer backstage and when he wasn't wrestling. Um, he did change all of his, like, uh, his Twitter, Instagram, all, most of his social media stuff, it's got changed from Gold Dust to Dustin Rhodes. Um, so there's probably him leaving as well. Oh, I would to be, be totally fine too. with him going, going with his brother and the two of them just having an empire <laughs> in their father's honor. Yeah, oh, I know. I it know. would make me so happy for Dusty. Like, it would just well, make me also so happy. He also put out a tweet. He also put out a tweet that said, um, uh, just don't read into anything. I just wanted to change things up. Like, that's what he put out there. Yeah, you know, so, and TJP also said he wasn't leaving the WWE. Sorry. We're not there yet. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Spoiler. Sorry, <laughs> but whatever. Yep. That was the other big release. That was a big You tell me that he's not going to be at WrestleMania now? God, I was hoping to see him in the in the pre-show. Look, look, look. <laughs> shut you up, Buddy Murphy. Regardless of how you feel about him or how Steve uh, feels about him, he was technically he is technically sound in the ring. Now, despite whatever speculation or rumor it is for the reason he left, it sucks. It feels like that cruiserweight title is a fucking curse, especially now with the first one being gone. And fucking, I, I don't know. I'm just, that one shocked me. Apparently it blindsided him as well. Um, cause I could probably think of many people that could be released instead of him. Yeah. If anything, I think it was just poor creative, uh, writing decisions for him because he would have been a great heel on Raw or SmackDown, uh, like what they've done with Mustafa Ali. Right. Kind well, of surprising. Mm-hmm. Like, go ahead. I'll say that kind of, well, that brings me, I was going to bring this up because I brought this up in the chat. Uh, it, it's sad that he's gone, but there's also this, this whole, there was this article and I had brought it up about how Vince right now doesn't believe his current batch of wrestlers are superstars. So if you don't believe your wrestlers are superstars, you're not going to give two shits about investing into them as much as you probably should. 
So, like, think about, like, that with TJP, if they actually invested in him and wrote a good, and wrote good storylines and matched him up with good people, maybe brought him up, like, with Mustafa, like, that was mentioned, like, switch it up a little bit and actually invest a little bit and believe in the guy, you know, that we could have had a good wrestler, but no, this, if you're, if your boss doesn't believe in you, I mean, anytime I've ever, I've worked as management before, and if, if I didn't employ, if I didn't give a shit about an employee, straight up, they didn't give a shit straight back about me. Right. You know what I mean? And even if they That's tried, people. I'm not gonna give a fuck about how hard they tried. If they honest, did something though. that I don't care, if I don't believe that they can do it. Be honest though, whose fault is it though that they had shitty storylines and they had shitty oh, Vince is straight yeah, up one hundred percent. I mean, that's so, the thing. Like, it's, no, it's like not, for Vince McMahon, you have to understand. It's not that it's not self-inflicted. Understand, it's totally self-inflicted. But that is the that is the biggest problem with Vince McMahon. He will do self-inflicted wounds and then be like, "I don't believe anybody can do." Wrestling the way I'm a genius, dude. Yeah, you're a genius because you had a great batch of wrestlers that worked their ass off at the time, and you had people that worked their ass off in a competing company because they wanted to put you under. It wasn't just because you had this great brain. You had people that worked their ass off, and he forgets to take that second and remember that. It's the fact that he was good at managing a well, uh, a good, well-oiled machine. It wasn't just him. It was the fact that he put the right brains in the right places. And now that there's no competition and he has no really, no real reason other than, uh, to worry about money, capital, revenue, and everything else like that, you know, there's nothing knocking at his door saying that he's going to be going out of business anytime soon that he doesn't have to worry. He can be stale, stagnant, and just think that, you know, we don't need to think out of the box because there's no reason to. And with TJP specifically, uh, he was definitely a victim of prior booking, you know, coming into Raw in uh, 205 after the Cruiserweight Classic. The way they yep. booked him, you know, with the his little mini feud against Brian Kendrick, that was terrible. That whole, like, siding with Neville against Austin Aries thing was terrible. And then, you know, that not going to really anywhere. He had something with, you know being this, like, anti-luchador stealing masks and everything that now other people have used. And, you know, you would have think that, you would have thought that, they, you know, maybe TJP would have teamed up with, like, Mike Kanellis, which, surprisingly enough, let's just, let's sidebar, surprised that him and Maria were not also uh, excavated out with this oh, match. I was surprised but, they were not further endeavored. Right. I was surprised. Yeah, I was very surprised this round. But, Going back to creative, it was just like you had this thing where people are stealing, you know, Lucha House Party masks off of them after they beat them or using them against them. Like TJP did it, and then Mike Canellis did it, and then someone else did it. I don't remember who can tell you how invigorating it was. But, you know, you could have formed a stave a lot of that or something. You could have done something more with it yep. instead of just, you know, recycling the gimmick or uh, the same heel tactic, quote unquote. You could have gave a fuck about your wrestling right. and invested but it's, I think that no one really cared about TJP, and they maybe moved it to someone like Mike Kanellis because of the fact that TJP, you know, well, maybe, maybe had a bad backstage if, attitude, according to some of the reports. this makes sense, like, I remember it being, like, a lot of people being, when TJP was, like, the dude that got the, the win and everything for right. 205, I remember there being a badge of people being like, well, I don't give a shit about this this division right now. Like, well, why? They're like, I don't give a shit about him as a wrestler. Like, he's decent. 
but there's something about him that doesn't it doesn't bring me in and right. I think that's part of the issue is because WWE never worked with him to make him figure out how to connect with the crowd better you don't it just never it just it again it comes back to the giving a shit about people investing in your wrestlers right let's take like a look cliff, at some of the past cliff, like you were like cliff like you were saying the self-inflicted shit yeah, take a look at their past champions. Look at the ones that actually did, like, were bringing in a ratings or did something that people were interested in. Neville, Enzo. You know, what did they have in common, uh, aside from, you know, um, now Buddy Murphy? You know, they worked in the Performance Center. Rich Swan was, you know, a hit, a, like a hit and a miss because he was there, but it was just, you know, it was a flash in the pan, one hit wonder. TJP, yeah, he did some, he did some touring with the NXT circuit a little bit, you know, but he didn't really have time to retune or do it in the way WWE wanted. Um, Brian Kendrick is a veteran. He didn't really need, you know, the new style. He did it the old style, but it didn't really last that long. It didn't really, you know, hit on anything. The most effective champions were Neville, Enzo, and now Buddy Murphy. Let's just be real and call a spade a spade. It's so it just it goes to show you that if they would have just put 205 with NXT a little bit longer or just, you know, did the tapings for 205 at full sale. Oh, God, that crowd would make it so much better. I, that's another thing. Like again, I think the the old the people who are in the Cruiserweight Classic that are now in the 205 Live division are still suffering or have suffered long term effects due to you know previous 205 writing and you know not having the NXT Performance Center background teaching editing you know techniques and everything else like that. TJP being the being the one Hideo is different because of the fact that he was just injury prone and they weren't going to push him to lengths and limits that were going to possibly injure him again which just sucks because the dude can fucking wrestle and kick faces off so um and Ty Ty is just uh, another case of the gimmick being more over than the guy in my my opinion so um but yeah I think that's where that fault lies. Um, Cliff, what do you think about them moving 205 over to Full Sail? Oh, I'm on board. I've been on board for a long time. Yeah, I thought about this for a long time. I heard um, it was kind of brought up a couple couple months ago about moving it to Full Sail. Katie. Katie is the one who originally brought it up. It was was very, Mm -hmm. like, it was very thought out. And you're, you're right, like, just with the full sale crowd, like they're going to be behind, they're going to move, they're going to get guys pumped up, and when they get pushed over to the main roster, it's just going to make sense. And I just think, like we're just we're missing a lot, and it's not just even a cruiserweight; it's among the whole roster. Yeah. Like I just don't understand. Like, and I know this is kind of like um, now this is sidebar to the sidebar. <laughs> Whatever. But, we're, <laughs> but what we're missing though <laughs> is that Vince McMahon is like. You know, he, he legitimately was like, well, AEW is putting a show over Labor Day weekend. That's never going to sell. 10,000 seats, boom, gone like that. Then he was just like, oh, double or nothing. That's never going to sell. It's over a holiday weekend. It must be insane. Boom. Four minutes all sold out. Mm. And then Vince is like, oh, snap. 
these guys have some real momentum. Yeah, dude, we've known that because everybody wants a different product because you're wrestling. You have the best wrestling roster among anybody in the wrestling industry. And you mean to tell me that nobody in that roster is a superstar except for the four guys that you may have chosen. But you have one guy who never shows up on the show unless like it's getting close to a big big five pay-per-view. Then you have another guy who's hurt. Then you have your suspended superstar, quote unquote suspended, right? Suspended because she just shows up on the show anyway. And then the other big person is battering Luke. Like, what do you mean? And then like all of a sudden you mean to tell me that to grab ratings, you want a 50-50 book guys like EC3 versus Dean Ambrose? Fuck out of here. Like you guys, you're wondering why Dean Ambrose is wanting to leave because he doesn't want to do hokey ass shit. He wants to do real legitimate storylines and you're not giving that. So yeah, they put all their balls into one cup and that one cup being Roman Reigns yep. when they completely, you know, not shitting. I don't want to, you know, sound like a broken record from, you know, past time shitting at Roman, but you know, any other time that they had the fans react negatively to something with the one exception being John Cena, the one exception being John Cena, they have changed their tune changed their mind, and rewrote shit. I can think of two right off the bat. The Rock, when he debuted as Rocky Maivia as a face, people booed the fuck out of him, they turned him heel with the quickness. Yeah. With the quickness. Mm-hmm. The other is Hulk Hogan and the NWO. Supposed to be heel, they were cheering the fuck out of him. What did they do? They made him a face as soon as they fucking could because they realized that they fucked up. Yeah. They've done it before in the past to where they, they've recognized the mistake and then they change it. Oh, shit. Wait. No. Third. They just did it. It took them a minute, but they just did it with Becky and Charlotte. They did a flip with them. It was kind of subtle. It wasn't really there. It was just kind of like, whoop. So yeah, for some reason go. they didn't do it with Roman because they felt like that we could be off of Cena. But this thing is, we were so exhausted with Cena that we just, no, we weren't giving Roman as, as much as he was being shoved down our throats. We weren't giving him any fucking chance. And then people wanted to say, well, it's because Brock, it's because Brock, it's because Brock. Bitch, uh, we cheered Brock for certain times when he was champion. We had cheered Brock at Mania in Orlando when he beat Goldberg. So, Brock Lesnar when he beat the shit out of John Cena. Exactly. Everybody oh, was tired when, of him. When John Cena got all of the suplexes? All of the suplexes. They're just recycling the suplexes from that match, literally. Right. Um, I'm just, it's just, you know, when you put your ball, you put all of your coins into one cup or whatever the fucking phrase is. I can't think right now. I'm fucking enraged. And now you feel like you don't have a batch of superstars that can do well, well, it's because you did this to yourself, shot fucked yourself up. in the foot, yep, you fucked up, um, your your main dude is gone because, you know, cancer's a bitch, uh, sorry, not sorry, it is what it is, and you keep setting this brass ring, like, pedestal at different fucking spots. It, yeah, and it all depends time. on who it is. It depends on who it is. And then, like, they'll put the brass ring out, and the person will grab it, and then they'll be like, no, 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 that's, that's, a, that's a copper ring. Finn's had it. Cesaro has had it. Press. You know, it's... Seth and it Dean makes, have had it. It makes my, had it. It makes my brain shut off, because, like, even the ones that go, and 
they make the crowd like them, it doesn't necessarily mean the WWE responds. Uh-uh. Right. Rusev. And it's oh like, Rusev is like one of the best examples of that. Look at how many times they fuck up his shit. Currently. I mean, I, I mean, WWE, like, it's always fucked up. They just, the, they, they don't know how to do Rusev right. That's Vince, how that is. Vince's thing right now is that he doesn't want a former indie darling being the face of the company because he doesn't feel like that they would have uh, ties or roots in the WWE because he didn't, they weren't brought up in okay. the WWE. Which, they, they want someone that's homegrown to be the which, face of the company. Which I hope someone lets Vince McMahon know that I am personally offended by that because I have this little uh, dream that you bring up Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle retires Brock, Letter, Brock Lesnar, and Matt Riddle gets that title. Like, I, I, I have this little weird dream about that happening, but Matt Riddle, yeah, he was in UFC, but he was an indie darling beforehand. So, I, but I don't, like we said, we don't expect that happening. But, but here's I, my in, problem. In a so, perfect world, I do want him retiring. Here's my problem, though, is that you have... Seth Rollins, who's being pushed as like a f- like the face, right? But he was he was a ROH guy, right? Like, and then now he's going to be pace- pushed as like the face of like the whole company. Like, what do you mean? Like these guys, like CM Punk, yeah, broke yeah. That mold you remember, though, when he came he, through. He went from ROH through the FCW NXT thing, so right. they considered that homegrown enough because they went through what they consider their league. I have a hard time seeing them put anything past the IC title on Finn Balor, which pisses me off. I don't see them putting that universal title back on him. I don't see them putting the, you know, the WWE title. I don't see them doing it again. That personally p- offends the shit out of me. Give it back to Ferg. I will, f- damn it. But I don't see them doing it again. They did it a little quick shot. He got hurt and now they're back to, oh, I don't believe in, I don't believe in the people beforehand. He was, I don't see them doing that again with him. I think because of the fact that Seth was through the FCW NXT thing, it gives him just enough coverage for Vince to be like, but that's my boy. He came through my shit. And he's Hunter's boy. He, like, Hunter has, like, just latched on to Seth and went, and this is my new me. If I can't wrestle anymore, even though I keep interjecting myself to every fucking WrestleMania ever, uh, uh, yeah, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm sorry. Like, every time I think re- everyone's like, oh, Hunter doesn't wrestle anymore. I'm like, bullshit, wait four months. Wait four months. He'll interject himself. He'll do right. it. He'll say, I don't wrestle. And then once a fucking year, twice a year, there's Hunter and Stephanie coming out wrestling. And then Stephanie doing her. I'm sorry. Like, everyone's like, oh, Stephanie's a great wrestler. You Do you lie to your mom like yeah. that? Bitch. Do you fucking like your mom that? like that? Who has I told you I, that to your face. Oh, not to my face. Not to my face. Oh, because I, bitch, I oh, would, bitch, like you know, you know, I would go off, but like Slap. I, you know, the it, the interwebs, the interwebs is stupid. But you'll see people be like, oh, she's really good, and you're like, you lying sex shit. Her oh. overacting like when she gets, the, <laughs> you're like, oh my god, chill out. I get it. Your arm fucking hurts. <laughs> oh oh no. God. So like. He latched, it's like he chose Seth. He chose Seth. So that's why I think Seth has that, that ability to be Tyler Black from ROH and everything. Right. To now being Seth Rollins. That's why I think Cliff 
he is the one that can do it and be the ROH guy is because he has that FCW NXT thing. That's the only reason why I think Seth Rollins gets that face thing. I'm just blown away because, like, you look at all the people that, you know, WWE has, like, put on their back. Because even look at Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's another example of, like, of an indie guy who's who made it out there and then came back. He got fired from the WWE, and then they brought him back because, like, obviously because of John Cena, like, saying he should be back. But my point is, like, if you look at all the guys that are indie stars, that were indie stars, that are in the WWE now, if Vince is out there saying there's no superstars, it's because you're booking them badly. Yep. Like, Jesus, how do we have, how do we have, uh, a, a Cien, Cien Amas versus Alistair Black on SmackDown, right? That was a and quality match. Amazing Even though it was short, match. it was awesome. Yeah, but you have, but here we go. We're just, we're shutting down Cien though. Where he's, you know, wow. he had these great matches with, uh, Rey Mysterio, and then he comes into the, his first match in like a couple weeks, and gets beat by Black. And although, yeah. it, that, the, although, those matches was amazing, and it didn't really, it really didn't hurt Cien because, like, he, obviously, it was a great performance. It's just, you have other guys on that roster that are shitty. And you need to like elevate all these other guys who are coming up that are still young. Like they've only been in for about a year now in a, on the main roster. They've been in for about a year. Guys. And I don't understand why we, we put them there. Right. Or the fact right. that Triple H had no idea on Raw that oh, okay. black, that uh, DIY, first of all, DIY was on. Hi. Hello. And, uh, and Ricochet. Like, these, these four guys are up on the main roster. Triple H doesn't know. And then they book them wrong. You know, it's, well, it's just, it's just, no, no, no. And, I was, no, no. Let's, hold on. I say they booked them wrong, right? Because Vince obviously does not follow. I would I, because say, I wouldn't that, say they were booked wrong. I think they were booked poorly, not wrong. I think if they would have done, I would not have mind the Aleister Black, Andrade, if that's what the hell, Cien, whatever the fuck. Andrade. Well, I don't give a shit. Cien, I'm calling him Cien. Fuck it. That's what your damn name was. It was in your, it was in your music. But anyways, um. It's a hundred in Spanish. I know. Literally the nickname. Um, so I believe if they would have had Aleister Black come out and refresh the crowd, of the feud that him and the two of them had, and then he got he won that match, I would have accepted that a little bit easier than I did the win that he got. That that like we say it was a great match. I think I would have accepted it I would have probably had an easier time accepting it if they would have done that refresher to be like, hey, there is this history. Blah 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 blah. They have bad blood. And there was some great fucking matches between them. Let's remind you about it. So now you're pumped up from this awesome video package because, hey, we have countless hours of goddamn video footage that we could put into a 30-second package. But no, we're too fucking lazy. But if they would have done a video package, you hype the crowd up, you get the crowd excited, the video package takes over the TV, so the the, the home audience gets that the nice video package of the, the 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 feud between the two of them, and then you go into the match. And that would have made it a little bit easier, and the crowd would have probably even had a better response to Aleister Black and probably would have had a better response to Andrade losing instead of 
it being like, yay! Especially with the fact that they have all of that NXT, like you said, all that NXT footage, and especially with the crowds knowing knowing that like 50% of the crowd not everybody watches NXT not, on the main yeah, roster for, even though they fucking should I don't know yeah it, but it, they have that's why they should have used the footage from NXT as a, like have, a little reminder but like yeah, yeah this is either to remind because the thing is is you either remind the crowd that was watching NXT or you give a little quick ref, a little quick hey did you know they used to punch each other in the face on the on the other thing that you don't watch that you probably should? Here's some clips from that. It's pretty fucking awesome. Go I mean, you've seen the now. champions up here before. Fucking Kevin Owens has come up with the champs. Yeah, championships. It would have had Gargano and fucking Champa. So you know that there's a fucking brand. It goes and back the, to what the, the broadcasters. That the, the, the oh. commentators were talking about it to us, but it's just like the people in the crowd don't know that, and that's why probably Raw. I mean, the Raw crowd was just shit altogether. The, like, the, shit, the Raw crowd was just garbage. But regardless of the fact, is that you can show these video packages of these people on TV and on the screen of the actual people, but when you don't go into detail of why you know it's a big thing that. Tweener Gargano and Heel Champa are teaming together again, fighting yeah. the revival. Like, which again, that's holy another shit. one. Holy that's another shit. one that could have used right. a package. And then again, hey, didn't we whip your ass in NXT? Yeah. Oh, fucking, like. fucking great. And then again with Almas and fucking Black again. What the fuck? Like you're throwing out these matches like they're fucking hotcakes, and I'm just like, oh my god, you know. These used to fucking main event takeovers, people. And it's just... But, 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 I think with the current direction of where NXT itself has headed, like with the past tapings, I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah, we'll talk um, about that in a little bit. Um, but with the current tapings that just recently happened at uh, Full Sail... It makes sense of what they showed on Raw and SmackDown versus what we're going to be seeing, and because it's it's not like they it's not like for specifically with Gargano and Champa, it's not like they just skipped ahead some. It's it's been in the works. It's just that they kind of had to escalate a little bit faster than what they needed to. Um, So it's what to me it wasn't terrible. It was just I felt. Like a, a like a decent surprise, like a hap, like happiness and everything, and it's going to be interesting to see how the NXT storyline affects what we uh, since it's already taped what we're going to be seeing this coming week on SmackDown and Raw, and then following after, because knowing what I know and everything, it's going to be really interesting to see how the dynamics of these four. If they if they bring along their issues, their change, whatever, blah 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 blah, from NXT to SmackDown and Raw. Um, again, if you fucking watch WWE Raw and SmackDown, and you're not paying for the network to watch NXT, NXT alone is worth the, the price of the fucking network. Literally yeah. alone. Legit, if you're just like, if, yeah. I mean, again, pay per views. Yeah, you know, the takeovers, Rumble, Mania. I mean, I, I'm not trying well, to be like Michael Cole. You're not paying sixty dollars for the pay per view a month, and then you're also getting NXT on top of it. Since so, so you're only paying ten dollars a month for the day, or nine ninety nine. 
Um, it's, it's just I, you're not. I, it, it makes it worth it. Like seriously, these you, casual you fans probably, are really starting to piss me off. Oh no, you can't oh, buy a you can't buy a Big Mac meal. Fuck it, whatever. Let me, let me bring this up though. This is this is what I was coming at right when I said that they were booked poorly or booked badly right so we've already established diy versus revival and raw which was an amazing match but we also know that there was a story that's been written for like the last two years that was just kind of glazed over and was like hey by the way they're teaming that's one fucking problem i had second fucking problem i had and at least triple h got in there and was able to change this fucking match it was originally supposedly and it's a big rumor it was originally supposed to be ricochet versus finn balor for the, uh, not even for the title, just a fucking match. But he didn't want either one of them to lose. Yeah. So what he ended up doing was say, hey, no, we're going to put them as a team. They're going to go against Lashley and Leo, right? So now you have Lashley and Leo after the situation that happened at Elimination Chamber. And let's not even get into that fucking part, right? So they're back together and they're fucking wrestling against these guys. Obviously, Ricochet takes a win. Match was kind of clunky. I liked it though overall. I'm going to be honest. So I was hyped. Then this is the last fucking problem I had. You have this man who has yet to debut on Raw, he could go against any fucking person on the goddamn roster. And who did you put him with? Fucking Elias. And my problem with that is, is that 90% of the goddamn match, Elias had fucking chin lock after chin lock after chin lock. Understand? Yeah. Heel, it's meant to happen. But you mean to tell me that Aleister Black is going to win in like the last 10 seconds of the fucking match. Come on. We're talking about a man who fucking does incredible things. We are talking about the Dutch Destroyer. Nah, <laughs> We're talking about Alistair fucking Black. Dark Alistair Destroyer. Dutch Destroyer. Remember, he's moody. Yes. Thank you. That's what I was going to get to next. Was you going to have someone like Michael Cole go up there and be like, he's a moody guy. Shut the fuck up, Cole. It's clear that you don't watch goddamn NXT. Jesus and it's clear Christ. Fucking I hate Michael no, Cole so on. much. I hate and, him so and, much. In the back. Michael. Michael. Sorry. And here's my other problem. You have Vince McMahon in the back. He's like giving Give him the key words, and he's back there. He's like, yeah, call him Moody, because that's what he is. He's just a Moody dark guy. No, oh. he's a fucking – he legitimately – you could have had any fucking person out there. He could have just showed up, black mass somebody, walked off, came off as a badass. Literally, the next night, they could have stole the, They literally could have stole the key phrases from Morrow. He has a few of them. He said them when he was in NXT. I just said one of them, the Dust Destroyer. That's cheesy I enough cannot. for Michael Cole. It's the Dark Destroyer now, Julie. I don't care. It's the Dutch Destroyer song, bitches. No, and they, they can't. Vince doesn't I like European don't. terminology um, or representing nationalities of European or Canadian descent because Vince feels like Canadians and Europeans have to be healed like 90% of the time. Uh, this is why I hate. This is why I want any foreign mm-hmm. person. This is, this is why, mm-hmm. this is why it's this horrible as it sounds. Out. I can't wait till Vince passes. I mean, I'll be sad. <gasps> I'll be sad as fuck. But whether it's passes the rain or goes and meets, you know, macho man in heaven, I cannot wait till he gets his fucking hands off the reins because this shit makes my brain explode. Here's and I have head injury. I don't need this shit. Right. Is that you had all these fuck ups on Raw, right? Mm. Right. And then you come over to SmackDown, and now you actually have a chance to be like, "All right, look, let's give you guys proper matches, right?" So mm. we have CN, we have CN versus uh Black, right? Mm-hmm. Great fucking match. Mm-hmm. DIY versus uh The Bar, 
right? Mm-hmm. And mind you, I want to touch on this great fucking line from Johnny Gargano where he's like, we're not here to meet the bar. We're here to break the bar. <gasps> that was a fucking yeah. clever so, fucking but Yes. Line. Great fucking line. Mm-hmm. And then the last match that we had was Ricochet and, um, sorry, what the fuck? Eric Young from Sanity, who we haven't even seen on the show since fucking September. I what know. In the I didn't understand. I, and it's not that I didn't understand. You have a million no, motherfucking I- people on the roster, but then you want to put all the six in the fucking. You could have you and I could have and I really, 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 really could have caveat this. But if you wanted Ricochet to go against somebody. That would have made him even look better than what he did, than Chinlock Eric. I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it like that. You, Rey Mysterio, because Rey Mysterio would have been one of those guys who would have pulled out another big moves for Fighting him. Words. Here, here we go, and we watch in the final six, and I'm gonna be honest, this, that, that six man match at the end of SmackDown was fucking awesome. There, I would not change, I, I might change one or two things, but I would <laughs> overall, I thought that was a great match. Right. Gave Ricochet like this, sh- shitty ass match and then you let him do like one or two flips like you kind of like flattened out his his weaponry like we know what you can do in nxt let him show that off on smackdown you want these guys to help pick up your ratings because you don't believe in your roster because you think they're quote-unquote stale but you're the one that booked them that way so why not break that stale and push some guys up make some guys have some great matches i just cannot believe that is going to go and say, give me the four best guys that you have on NXT, and we're going to book them in these matches. These slow fucking matches. Get the well, fuck that, out of here that and shit. also, like we talked about in the chat, that they didn't have the fucking goddamn script ready till half hour into the damn taping. I mean, the damn, yeah, uh, rec- the damn recording. Like, the thing that kills me about that is you, you, you spend all this money on people who bullshit you into saying, I can write it for a wrestling television show. Yet, no. No, apparently they can't. Because you had one job. To have it done in time for the wrestlers to be uh. able to look at the script, understand what's going on, make sure their moveset's there, and make it believable. But they don't even give a shit about that anymore. Like, that's the thing oh is, like, I understand that there's this, this moment of getting cocky, but now it's becoming, like, lazy. It is... That is lazy. How much? How many fucks do you not give about your company that that's the kind of product you're going to pull out? Because it was obvious in some moments. It was absolutely obvious in some moments that you put it out there, you rushed it, and made people go, hey, here you go. <laughs> no, like what I really want to see, right, is that Raw and SmackDown have like these huge rosters, right? Let's be honest. We didn't see Nikki Cross. We didn't really see no. heavy machinery. They did their little walk thing. Lacey Evans does her like strut to the ring thing. You know, we see these, we see, we I'm see that all these superstars <laughs> are like on the roster. Like where the fuck was Alexa Bliss? Right? Like you, and then this is where, and that's why I'm going to take it, right? You can go and you can have alternate weeks with different people wrestling and kind of build up these great, great superstars and you can Build them up to bigger matches eventually, right? Against each other. Do exactly what NXT does. They don't have all the roster wrestled the whole fucking time. You have like three or four great matches. You know, at the taping, obviously the tapings is different, right? But you have three or four great matches on a show and they keep going. Whereas Raw should be having like five to six great matches on the show and you can alternate the superstars. Weirdly enough, you have enough fucking people to do it. And then on SmackDown, it, SmackDown just do you. 
because let me be honest, you're fucking amazing right now. Raw is some trash. With the three hours that they have and they can't fucking fill it out, how is it that fucking SmackDown roster, I would say their six is better than the Raw six because you don't even know who Raw six is, but the SmackDown six, <laughs> oh, like, they're consistently showing off the talent. Like they're given a two hour window span and it continually hit the hit the mark but unfortunately because people get pissed off at raw they don't want to watch smackdown because they're like whatever smackdown is going to suck too because for the last 20 fucking years and wrestle talk said this and i have to quote them for the last 20 fucking years you've gone through and said smackdown is the b show you don't need to be watching that and the fuck it is right now i would think that smackdown is the second best show behind nxt and not understand why raw being three hours long, can't find a steady way to make shit happen. Why is it that Vince McMahon comes off of his weekend, of a Saturday, Sunday, of playing with his his granddaughters and his grandsons and just says, oh, I don't like the show. We need to change it right now. One hour before the fucking show starts. Dude, get your shit together. You should be with your team already getting the shit handled so that no one else has to worry about what's going on. Your road team is over there like, what the fuck does Vince want today? Right. They're all worried about getting fired. They um, it's just I'm glad this is a shakeup. But the problem with the shakeup is those guys are gonna fall into the same routines that Vince had his old team in, and we're just gonna see the same shit repeated again. You cannot tell me this is a new fucking era where there's no authority figures, but fucking Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, Shay McMahon, and Vince all show up every fucking week on the goddamn show. It is 100% still the same fucking show, and they may have changed. They changed the storylines to different people. Like, where the, what the fuck is Finn Balor going to start doing now? Because now he's still feuding with Bobby Lashley after he beat Leo for the fucking title. And then what's yeah. going to happen after he beats him? What are you going to do then? I, I don't... Like, I just... There's so much shit that irritates me with the show. But it's like, yo, like, can we just start making long-term booking a thing again? Again. Where if we have five fucking pay-per-views for the year, let's make long-term booking work for us in the best way possible. Yes. I miss that. I miss that stuff. I mean, like, it's like WWE forgot that they were able to do two people main eventing WrestleMania three times because of a fucking storyline that carry over for years. I'm talking about Stone Cold The Rock for those of you that can't catch it. Uh, that that, that storyline carried on for years. It wasn't a flash in the pan. That was for years, and they were able to main event WrestleMania three times then because of it. Also, also, they feel like these rivalries have to have matches like every week or every other week. That's the and I'm like, let's go, me off. let's take let's take a let's take a history lesson. Let's take a stroll back when Bret Hart was feuding with Shawn Michaels. Who else did Bret Hart have pay per view matches with in that time period that he was main feuding with Shawn Michaels? Oh God, he had some great Undertaker, matches. Patriot, Triple H, Undertaker. Yep. I just, just, just the roster in general. You know, they would intertwine with each other while feuding each other and having side feuds. You know, factions formed, rear teams formed, runouts happened, and everything else like that. Now, I'm not saying that the attitude already doesn't come back with all like the Braun Haney's matches and pudding matches and shit like that. We don't need no, to do that. No, I don't every want fucking that. Week. We just need intricate writing 
that is for long term and can be interwoven in with other things. Like how NXT was interwoven pretty much for all summer, even up until now, all all revolving around the Aleister Black attack. Yeah. Some of the best NXT writing had was this past summer, just regarding around one thing, but it all wove around it. Feuds developed off of it. And it was unique and it was great. It just makes me sad because it's, they don't care. I'm sorry. It's that's what it is. Like that's where I'm at at this point. Like I said this in the group chat. I feel like I'm in an, abo- an emotionally abusive relationship with the WWE, right? Because like the they'll they'll do shitty shit, and I'm like, that's it. I'm fucking done. I'm done. Fuck this. Done. I can't do this anymore. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, by the way, guess who's guess who's getting called up, or guess who just got signed, or guess we did. They do something fucking balls of the wall, awesome, and I'm like. WWE, and then I come back. Yeah, I come back. But then, like, then all of a sudden they do they do the same exact shit where they forget their fuck ups, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I want to quit you all over again. So let's 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 bring up a side note, right? So one of the people that used to be on this podcast, right? Not just Katie, but Anthony. Anthony doesn't he doesn't really watch the product anymore because he's so pissed about how other wrestlers are performing on the show, obviously because how they're being written, right? How bad is it that Vince McMahon orders and demands that Roman Reigns comes back next week on Raw? Spoiler for those who didn't know, that Roman Reigns is coming back to Raw and you're like, hey, we need Roman Reigns to give us an update on how he's battling. Oh, he's doing, it's not just coming back on it's not just coming back on Raw. He's going on like Good Morning America the next day and it's like a full WWE pulling out Roman Reigns, touting him around, and being like, "Hey, cancer update!" Oh, wait. Which to me, it I think it's it even crazier. Sorry, it gets even crazier. What about the rumor of the fact that the reason why Dean turned face, right? It's a face-ish, right? And was like doing skits behind the scenes with Seth is because when Roman comes back and announces like whatever he's doing with leukemia, right? His battle with leukemia that they want the shield to reunite one last time at fast lane to go against Bobby Lashley, to go against Drew McIntyre and to go against uh Baron Corbin. And one last time. And that's the reason why they had the stairs and the two chair, uh two table power bomb, Triple power bomb through the table for Braun Strowman. How bad is the you oh trying to go out? Oh my god, really? No, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> that's the long term booking. Is it that you have to go out and you have to grab a star when you have all these stars on your roster? You want to go out and get? Let's just be honest. You got to bring back Roman Reigns. You want to bring, bring cancer? Make fuck fuck back. <laughs> so you have. Roman Reigns, who has to come back. You ask The Undertaker to come back. You ask Batista to come back. You Sick ask boy, Triple H to come back. But think about, think about how many people you have to ask to come back to wrestle one match for WrestleMania because you don't believe in your own stars. Like, how wild. Like, you bring it back six different people because let's be real, Trish Status and Lita are going to come back to face Sasha Banks yep. and Bayley. At WrestleMania, uh, like, like for the tag team chips. Just think about like how much trouble it is that you have all these fucking superstars who are sitting here waiting, like foaming at the <laughs> mouth for you to be like, hey, oh, show us a good match. All these wrestlers are like, oh yeah, I got signed to WWE. Hold up. We're going to bring this superstar that was popular back in 2000. 
Thank you, uh, young peon that's been working their ass off and made so, to, you know, all these strides to get on the main roster. Who's sitting over there? We're going to let Brock Lesnar be out again for some fucking reason. Like, I, like I said, it's the abusive relationship. Every time you think they're going to do something cool, they bring it out, and then all of a sudden they do something where you're like, oh, let's bring the family back into it. Let's have Triple H fucking wrestle again, like I bitched about earlier. Um, you know, like, let's have Shane, with Shane being uh, a title holder, like, you know, when they brought, like, don't get me wrong, yeah, my my nostalgia heart goes off, but when they had the, when they had DX and NWO, when it was Sting versus Triple H, now don't get me wrong, I was so happy to finally see Sting in the WWE, because Sting is and will forever be my favorite wrestler, and that's the end of the sentence. But that whole thing was just like the good old boys come back. Forgot that maybe they should put in, you know, the amount of money that they had to have paid to them to be there could have probably gone into the product, but they don't do that. They keep paying these people that they've had on their shit for fucking years that I'm sorry. What are you doing? Gonna call you out, road dog. Sorry. Some of your shit's been fucking horrible. I've watched some of your damn storylines where I'm like, Oh, okay, so Road Dog wrote this tonight. Oh, okay. Okay, did, did someone let me have a brewski or something, too? It gets to the point where you're like, okay, I get it. You love that these people gave you this money back in the Attitude Era, and I'm, I'm thankful that they gave that to you, but it's somebody else's time. It's someone else's fucking time. It's not your family's time. It's not, it's not you know, whoever the fuck was there 20 years ago's time. Let somebody new take it. Believe in oh. somebody else. Let's well hold on before we jump that gun. It's about twenty years, twenty plus years. Okay, so Mustafa Ali gets injured, right? And this is like a pr- prime example of what we're, what I'm trying to get at. So Mustafa Ali comes in, he gets injured, and let's be real, you know, speed recovered to him. I hope to see him back in a few weeks, yeah, and hope he gets over his concussion soon, right? So shout outs to you, Mustafa Ali, for doing the things that you do because you are incredible. But you get injured, and then Kofi Kingston steps in that role, and then look at the huge, huge momentum that Kofi Kingston gets, right? To the point where he's getting a championship match at Fastlane after being in the company for 11 years. 11 fucking years is what we're talking about. And he comes in, he finally gets a chance at the championship, where, let's be real, Raw has the same type of superstars on their fucking roster, and we're not giving them a fucking chance. Can we be real for a minute? Like, can we just acknowledge how fucked up that is? Well, if this SmackDown, SmackDown has a top six, right? They have their top mm-hmm. six, their six superstars that they really enjoy. But then, like everybody underneath, whether you're in a tag team or not, I feel I feel like they could go on. And if they need to be that next person inserted into the role, they can do it. Sheamus, Cesaro, Jimmy, Jay, even when he's sober, and fucking. Uh, <laughs> And then you're looking at Kofi, Xavier, Big E. Look at all these guys that have a roster that were single guys. So you put together as a team that were able to do things. Eric Young is one of those guys. And you don't even give him a, and you, and on SmackDown, let's be real, their roster is so loaded. He can't even be on the show every week, but he should be. Cien, same thing. Andrade, he should be there too. Like, it's just crazy to think that they're so loaded that we're having this issue on SmackDown, which is a good issue because if person, like I said, person goes down, next man up, they can carry the torch. On Raw, you had the same exact thing, but instead what we're getting is Elias chinlock matches. Barry Corbin chinlock matches. Right. Like, like, nobody, let's be real. 
Nobody likes Braun Strowman right now because of how bad he's been booked. When he was doing the, I'm going to run around this ring and plow everybody over, and Kevin Owens was selling that shit, like, people got behind Braun Strowman. Everybody was yelling, get these hands. Yeah, then he yeah. turned heel randomly for no fucking reason, and we didn't know what was going on. And then he right. comes back to being a face, and people were like, I can't even but, find okay. it. You it was, legitimately. It was the, the mini heel turn that he had. Before Roman it killed went it. away, it killed everything because now it's just like, okay, are you the new Big Show? Right? Are you the new Dana Brooke? That's the thing that frustrates me Nia about Jax. it. Is there really? Uh. That's the thing that frustrates. I love that we both made that horrible noise, by the way. Uh. Uh, I, that's the one thing though that frustrates the shit out of me about the way they do it. Is they're really good about making you like just not just Hate eye roll. Everybody. At, at somebody, you just like want you loathe their existence. That makes sense. funny because like Eric Bischoff said, right? He got it from his mentor that whether you or you hate somebody passionately, business is good. And I think Vince took that way too far because he's like, whether you like Raw or you hate Raw or you love SmackDown or you hate SmackDown, business is good. Dude, we hate the fucking product. Passionately, yeah, this I think that's good when we thing. hate the fucking product. Like for your mainstream shows, NXT is definitely doing its thing. I'm glad that Triple H is able to protect it as best as he can, and Vince is kind of letting him run it. But Raw and SmackDown, let's be real, like Raw is straight fucking garbage, and now SmackDown, <laughs> which consistently is getting better in its show, like yo, I just don't understand how the same guy runs the company that are so different. We can't even meet in the middle Three. of a gray zone. Three shows that are drastically different because don't get me wrong, as much as good as SmackDown can be, NXT blows both shows out the water. Oh, yeah, And it's like water. he doesn't even acknowledge the fact that NXT just like, is this is this a product he that he has that's NXT. just... Yeah, that's but, just... Yeah, I should just put that at the period at the end of that. He doesn't even acknowledge NXT and that's the end of the sentence. It's, it's really... It, it's sad because, like, going back to the Those two guys that tag team before, put them together again here. Well, they're telling this great storyline at, down at NXT. We don't want them to, we don't want to ruin that. Nah, nah, nah. Put them as a tag team. That's what we right. need. All right. All right, Vince, we'll put them as a tag team. Then Triple H is just like, the fuck are you doing to my product? Now you're just making it seem like, oh, so this is how I feel about it. God damn it. Is that into the world of the comic book world, right? Where, like, you have... And they have Batman 52, and NXT is Batman 52. Like, none of the storylines from one meet the other. It's just fucking a whole different universe, and that universe is fucking amazing. And the other two universes, which I watch on TV and you get paid for by advertisements, I fucking cannot stand. I cannot stand fucking Raw. But yeah, it I have gets to love really, Batman. really hard to watch sometimes. Like, that's why I have DVR so I can fast forward. Like yep. that, it's like that, yo, right? Like that's where it's at at this <laughs> point. Is like you fast forward this shit because they'll be. I'll hear like at, like there are, there's been times with wrestling that I DVR we DVR it, and then there's certain people where I see the mic go up to the face, and I'm like fast forward. The Bellas straight up, straight up the ones that get the fast forward treatment, like the ones that you know they're like I, I don't get a fuck about the segment. Or, like, you wait until you see, like, oh, some shit's going down. Let me pause this, rewind, and see what happened. Oh, 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 I don't need to care. Let me fast forward until they get into the match. I want to watch the wrestling. 
Right. Because right. the writing's just painful sometimes. I, I, so I had to, it's funny when I'm going to say this. I feel like. Feelings. <laughs> I feel like Talking when I watch. Feelings. Sorry. And it's Tuesday Smackdown and Wednesday NXT. It feels like my work week. I fucking hate Mondays. I, I'm okay with Tuesdays. I really like Wednesdays because it's hump day. And then, you know, so far and so forth. And then I come back from Sunday from like a great pay-per-view and I've given Elimination Chamber. You were a good pay-per-view. And yeah. then I get to Monday. I'm like, fuck, it's Monday. Feelings. I have to watch Feelings. <laughs> Feeling all sorts of yeah. feelings. I, I wish that on Mondays I could wake up and then Shinsuke Nakamura could dick kick me just so I have another reason to hate fucking Mondays. That's how I feel like when I watch when I watch Raw, I feel like I got dick kicked by Shinsuke Nakamura. Like okay. that's how I feel. <laughs> I feel like I too got dick kicked by <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but yeah, it's I can understand. It sometimes it just becomes a job. Like I took a I remember taking it was a couple years ago. Um the month that Sting returned, I took wrestling off up until his return. Literally when his return like when he returned at the pay-per-view, that's the that's when I came back. I had taken that entire month off wrestling because I was like, I need to not have my feelings hurt right now. I need to take a break. I have been through a lot. I need to go and like have Mondays back. And then when I was bored with having Mondays not be an up and down fucking battle of emotions and craziness, I went back to it. But I've I've had to take breaks because of the shit. It gets you like <sighs> no, it gets it's exhausting because you're oh. like I love and it's like I love you so much at WWE, but you can't fucking stand me. And I'm like, please yeah. just give me a little bit of good. And then you give me that good in NXT and then you're like, I snatch it away with Raw. Yeah, <laughs> I become like an entitled asshole because I go watching <laughs> my entire fucking life. Before I was born, my sister was watching wrestling with my freaking grandparents. My great-grandparents. If I remember correctly what my, my dad used to say, my great-grandma used to throw her slippers and shit at the bad guy wrestlers at the local hall where they used to be wrestling. It's been my entire life. So I get pissed off when you stop caring about your product, but you're like, oh no, I give a shit. Really? 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 I can give you several reasons. This is why we have a podcast and bitch about it on multiple episodes. You can literally go back into a library of Frankensteiner and get multiple reasons of why you need to give a fuck about your shit again. <laughs> it's frustrating. I, I get entitled, and I don't care if I get it. Yes, it's a marky fucking thing, but I don't give a shit. You can call me a mark, and that's fine. Marky Mark, that's my name. I'm gonna fuck. <laughs> I'm a marky mark motherfucker. God damn it. I've been watching my entire life. Make my shit work. Just make my I, I, I'll be honest. Work. So, the matches, and, and so I want to, I want to kind of backtrack to this with Raw, right? So the match with, uh, Ricochet, Finn Balor, and Leo Rush, and Bobby Lashley, my biggest complaint with that match, right, was that Bobby Lashley wasn't the one that got pinned. Leo got pinned. Yeah. I feel like, which I had to agree with, I had to agree with Wrestle Talk when they said this, that, um, it made them seem like chumps, right? By the, by the sense that Finn, and Ricochet couldn't beat Bobby, so they just pinned Leo. 
I liked yeah. the match, though. I have to be honest. The finish was kind of weird, but I liked the match overall. Um, DIY versus Revival, you're not going to get a bad word out of me, except the crowd. Fuck those guys. Because god damn it, Lafayette. I love your fucking university. I love the University of Louisiana Lafayette, home of the Raging Cajuns. I love your college team. I fucking hate you guys because <laughs> you guys treated this match like I don't even know who the fuck match. these guys are. Match? Uh. Match. <laughs> match. I'm listening to this. This match. You treated that Drake. situation. Drake? <laughs> the whole show. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, Hi, there's everybody. always the, there's here. always it's hot cold. Cliff and Julie ranting, but yes, no, <laughs> fucking that part of Louisiana can fucking burn because <laughs> it was oh, terrible. Like the they're cast, one of like, those crowds like, that sucks. Casual fans, fucking, especially after this week, fucking pissed me off. Oh they yeah, really fucking do. And I know there's no casual fans watching or li- uh, listening to this, so I'm not afraid of people being butthurt. But if you have a friend who casually watches and make them listen to your podcast and get upset, sorry, yeah, that. <laughs> and then um, if you're friends with a casual wrestling fan and they don't know what NXT is and they don't know who these top four guys are and they're your friend and they casually watch wrestling with or without you, you're a terrible person. Yeah. All of my friends who casually watch wrestling that live in Florida before I moved up here and I took them to NXT shows, I made, you know, little housewarming parties with wrestling and watching pay-per-views and everything. They might not watch wrestling, you know, regularly like I do, but whenever they came up for pay-per-views, they were at least caught up. They at least remembered people. One, one of my friends, uh, who I messaged, Jess, Cliff, you know who she is. Uh, she watched pay-per-views with me. She went to NXT shows. Ever since I moved away from Jacksonville, Florida, and I moved up to Atlanta, you know, she kind of fell off the wagon because without me poking and prodding her and dragging her by her hair after hitting her on the head yeah. with a club, she's not watching it. But sure shit, when I messaged her this Monday saying, hey, you know, uh, Ricochet, Alistair, uh, and Tommaso and Gargano are on Raw this week, she's like, who else has left an NXT that I would remember? You know, but she was like, oh my god, I'm watching Raw. Sure shit. She turned into Raw. Right. She's asking me what's going on. Tell her about TJP, Hideo, and Ty. She's like, oh shit, they left. Nah, blah, blah, blah. You know, she at least knows as a casual wrestling fan, she knows who these people are. Because, you know, you're supposed to beat it into them. Yes. No, like, where I had the biggest problem with, too, is that you debuted these guys and you debuted these guys in Louisiana. I don't have a problem with the state of Louisiana. I'm just going to put that out there. But in two weeks, where is Raw being filmed? Do you guys know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh hold on. Hold on. I'll do you one better. Where is Raw at this week? Oh, no. <laughs> at fucking Lana. <laughs> really snorting. Yeah. Raw is here <laughs> in Atlanta. For uh, Ric Flair's quote unquote seventieth birthday. Oh yeah, it's uh, Atlanta is a huge wrestling town. Yeah, huge. We just had a vault here. NXT did tapings here last year for their weekly show. Yeah, Atlanta is usually host to big pay per views every so often. You know, it's in the South. Yeah, it's going to get people traveling from fucking Florida. Which happened even for the Evolve show. People came up from fucking Florida 
to right. see fucking Adam Cole. Like, people come to Atlanta for all sorts of shit. Atlanta is a huge hub. It is the country's largest airport. And you're going to fucking have some podunk, redneck, inbred, hick town in Louisiana have these four <laughs> great wrestlers come up from NXT to be a part of their show, and they get zero reaction when the next week you can just wait and be patient just for a little bit fucking longer and have it in Atlanta and have the fucking crowd give you reactions that they fucking deserve. But no. Oh, let me... So let me have you, let me... Let me, <laughs> let me review... Let's, let's replay this, though. So it would have been... Would have been overshadowed, though, with Ric Flair's birthday being on... No. <laughs> would have been, he would have a those four appearances would have been overshadowed because it no, was all about it, it would have it been a have hot been. lit fucking show. Yeah, they could have done it where they 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 had them beginning and then do Ric Flair towards the end, put him in the third hour. Oh, oh, so they have third, the third hour, it. yeah. Well, fuck it, whatever. If if it, it, people watch, people watch old man Flair. And you put him in the third hour, you'll get people who will watch the Old whole, Man yeah, Flair. Yeah, watch the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Watch fucking so you put, man, you put, you put the four in the first. Out yeah, you put the, the four in the first two out. You put the NXT call-ups <laughs> in the first two hour, and then you let Flair be crazy as shit in the last, the last third hour. Fuck, give him the whole entire hour or whatever. Let him just woo around the entire arena for an entire hour, and it'd probably be better than half the shit that's been coming out lately. I so mean, like, you know there it's gonna you go. end up with Becky that's, and Charlotte, anyways. You know that's yeah, gonna end up with yeah, Becky. yeah. And he's gonna like talk shit to Becky, and she's gonna smack him, and Charlotte's gonna come out and get out of her. Watch if I just oracle that shit, I'm gonna be pissed because I don't want that to happen because they need to write more. Be- they need to write more creatively. No, I think <laughs> Flair. I think Flair's gonna actually sign with Becky, but that's just me. Yeah, that's oh, that'd be so right. awesome. Well, he did before. He sided yeah. with Sa- Sasha. Yeah, that's right. That's so right. I don't see why he wouldn't side with Becky. Unless, like, you know, they want to put a twist in there and be like, this time he's going for Charlotte, unlike last time. <laughs> which could have been a thing. What the fuck was that? I loved that. That was so great. <laughs> well, now that I have my show back on track, I'm stealing this uh, because we're running out of time. <laughs> now that Julie and especially Cliff, Cliff, do you feel better? I feel like you vented a lot of frustration. I feel <laughs> oh, like the no. wrestling show that you went to, like, was supposed to be uplifting and exciting and it was and uplifting. It opened, it, and he, it opened him to the eyes of different people that don't hurt I, you. I mean, this is. I mean, we're, we're we basically repeated some of the stuff that's just been frustrating us for the past couple of months slash years slash ever. Yeah, but we also did do kind of recaps of wrestling without even <laughs> matches. Like realistically, we talked about what happened on SmackDown and oh, as okay. Well. I want to touch on one more thing too. Elimination <laughs> Chamber. Yo, Elimination Chamber, right? The mm. it, I didn't care which match went first or went last. Mm-hmm. Just they were both amazing. Mm-hmm. I just have to say. Kofi's performance in the Elimination Chamber was fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Just, okay, okay. Let's let's quickly sidebar after this. Would Mustafa have gotten the same reaction since basically Kofi took all of Mustafa's spot? No. I think Sorry, so. I I don't think so because of the fact that like and when you were saying uh, earlier about Kofi and the reaction he got, I think the reaction that he got was a hundred percent because of Kofi. I think Kofi has understood because he needed to switch it up, and that's how when he was a singles because he wasn't getting shit. 
So we went to New Day, and they they let them they they believed in what they were doing and let it do it. And now the guys are backing him as him doing a singles thing as well as being within the faction, which is totally allowable. So I think that was a hundred percent Kofi being like, "Fuck this! If I'm I don't want that the thing that I go out on, I never got to say I went that far." I think that I think New Day gave him that fire that he needed to have back to believe in himself the way that he needed. Like, and I'm just curious though, because like, if not Kofi, who was also supposed to step into that role? And I think it was that backstage management was like, "Hey, look, we do have a workhorse. His name's Kofi. We haven't really utilized him that well. Let's just put him out there and see what happens." Yeah, and Daniel. And let's be real: that first match for the for the gauntlet match really set the tone for him because Daniel Bryan has an ability to pull the best out of wrestlers yep. and have Zop and puts on great matches. And that's what we saw. Cause even like, as you went further along, let's be real. As you went further along the line in that mat, though, that gauntlet match, the went down. Jeff Hardy wasn't really that good. Samoa Joe and him had a great match. AJ Styles and him put on another there. It was a, a, well, I should say Samoa was a decent match. It was a great match with AJ. Right. And then you went to the chamber and like Kofi was like, all right, well, these are guys who I've all worked with. I know how to bring out the best of them. They know how to bring out the best of me. And that's what we're going to get. And when it came down to just Daniel Bryan and Kofi, that was what they did. They were like, we're going to tear the house down. And they did. And I was so grateful for that. So coming now, when they had the six-man tag match at SmackDown, Kofi, again, they just wanted to reestablish Kofi. So that's what they did. And I was just... I'm very grateful that this is what they're doing, and they gave Kofi the opportunity to put on a great match at Fastlane with Daniel Bryan. I just, I just hope, I just hope it's not like a fucking shitty ass. Oh, we're gonna do a 10 second squash match and just dead all of Kofi's momentum. I say we riot. Fucking pissed. Oh yeah, better riot. I think the only other person that could have done what Kofi did, and I think it's just the reason why it wasn't that person because he's heel instead of face. I think the only other person that could have pulled it off and done as well, if not better, would have been Andrade. Yeah. I could agree to that. Yeah. There's nobody else on the roster that could have probably done what he, what Kofi did. Um, aside from people who like, not talking about people who aren't in storyline. So uh, clearly I would have probably went to Cesaro. Um, Cesaro could have definitely, definitely shine, uh, shown in that spot. Um, but yeah. I'm going no, I think it's. I think that that prime part of him is. Past. Um, if you're doing it against Stanley O'Brien, even though it's been done before, you could have slapped Miz in there, and he would have worked. Again, Miz, Miz, been, Miz always tries to at least put something out that's palatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah Miz. I'm. I mean, I'm not. It's that's why I said it's been done before. I'm not saying that yeah. it hasn't, but you could have slapped him in there, and he would have done something. Damn, That's yeah, the think, one think, thing about think, Mike Miz, man. He at least figures out how to do his shit. Yeah, I think I think Andrade top, and then yeah. Cesaro if it wasn't for storyline, and then I would have to put um, Shinsuke, and then yeah, right. yeah. That's that's pretty much yeah. That would have been the the people I would have chose for that spot. But Kofi again, great spot for him. Definitely, I'm glad that he's so. finally getting a chance to be like, hey, by the way, just in case you guys forgot, I'm not just a goofy bitch. Right. I'm not just a goofy bitch that has spots. I'm not just a goofy bitch that has spots at uh, at Rumble. Yay! <laughs> uh, not only. I'm not only just a great tag team. I was yeah. also a very great, a fantastic uh, single singles artist. Yeah. 
Yeah, remember when I had great matches with Chris Jericho back in 2008 2009 with the IC title? Yeah. When I won all those titles, you know, like the IC title, the The US US title, title, and I just, you know, I did things on my own. R-Truth, Evan Bourne, CM Punk. Well, also, I like the idea of him um, getting the singles chance, like the singles title opportunity within the New Day. Because you have to think about the fact of not only is he a great wrestler that could get the title and carry it well, you have a built-in hype team that could make the crowd bot one. I mean, from from a merchandise point of view, you you you, you New Day shit starts flying off the shelf because you no. can slap a title on there. You can make Kofi, you know, Kofi the title holder shit. Mm-hmm. Then you then you can do all sorts of angles. I mean, think about it back in the day when you had factions that where somebody got the title and the faction would sit there and be like, "Oh shit, our bro, our boy got the title, motherfucker. What's up?" Like they can do that with it if they if they're smart or they give a shit. And that's sidebar really hard. Really, really, really hard to see them doing that sometimes. Sidebar to the sidebar to the sidebar. Sidebar. I'm very disappointed in Foot Locker because that T-shirt that the that the New Day wore on SmackDown, where they did the cover of uh, TLC's Crazy Sexy Cool, uh, sold out in the first hour online on february 20th they didn't even tell people it was coming out february 20th they just like slipped it out slowly fucking sold out i was so uh, pissed because i was trying to pick up that shirt i, uh, I, was like, I haven't had I any <laughs> i haven't had any merch like that that's done that i only had one thing and it's totally not wrestling related and i was really sad it was sold out talk like, about so straight Dude, straight up, I don't even give a fuck because it's totally not wrestling related, but I just think other people need to know <laughs> that this exists. Taco Bell and their Taco Bell merchandise thing has a blanket that is a burrito wrapper. So you can literally be a fucking burrito and I need it in my life because that is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. I went to go buy it. Like, I went to go check it out in the store and it was sold out and I was like, well, you can go fuck yourself. Fuck everybody. So, Yeah. There's that thing. So All right. So last thing, last yeah. thing before because we're, we're we're definitely out of time. I have a trivia question for you too. I can't guarantee I'll be able to answer it, but okay. It's a true or false question. Oh no, I'm horrible at these. True or false? All of the four horsewomen have had divas championship matches. I don't think I think that's false. It's false. Okay, if it's false, then tell me who who had Divas Championship matches. Um, I I think oh, I want to say Sasha, Sasha, Sasha. Sasha, uh, I feel like everybody except Bailey. Because Bailey was the last one to get called up from all of four. Is that final answer? I, I, I'm I'm trying not to Google right now, and I, if I'm wrong, whatever. I'll just blame answer. it on the fact that I. My like statement her. is actually true. Becky and <sighs> Sasha and Charlotte have all had championship matches on the main roster. Bailey was technically the first one. 
She had a Divas Championship match in NXT, NXT. against oh. AJ Lee. I wasn't even thinking about it being on. I was. <laughs> yeah. I get, to, I get the caveat because, you know, I didn't watch NXT then. <laughs> That's why I specifically said I don't, Divas Championship. I don't, I don't get a caveat except fuck you. There's, oh, awesome. there's my caveat. Oh jeez! Yeah. So, oh my! I'm just, just kidding. Just realize the inaugural championships, and we're gonna call the women's championships inaugural, even though we know they're um, revitalized. Uh. That the four horsewomen have held every title that was an inaugural within the past like decade. Charlotte or winning like that, the yeah. Raw. Yeah. yeah. Back, Charlotte Becky winning Raw, Becky SmackDown. winning SmackDown, and then the the, the tag. Yep. Yeah. I thought that was the coolest thing too. Yes. Yep. Running together. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. So we got a little less Chewbacca <laughs> at all Instagram things. Hopefully she doesn't like cough her way to death. Sorry. Uh, before she gets there. Uh, or she's high as a kite. Always a delight. Why? Oh, I, oh, I, um, oh, fucking oh, CM underscore Miller 85 on Instagram, Twitter. Grinder, tender, <laughs> plenty of fish. Oh, oh farmers only. Fucking farmers <laughs> only. <laughs> Christian singles. Where black people meet. Um, was that <laughs> Ashley Madison? Us. Yes, Ashley Madison. <laughs> uh, he, he is. He is all over those places. So definitely find him. <laughs> And then I'm just here on Franken Culture Twitter and Facebook, where you can find me, Mark Tendu, M-A-R-1-0-T-U. Uh, for Steve, Katie, and the rest of the game, who are never here because they are cucks and they deserve to be beat with a wet noodle. 